Hello and welcome to the Eric J. Richards Podcast. In this episode, we will be talking to a few comics about how they feel in regards to performing now that bars and clubs are being opened up after COVID. All that and more on the Eric J. Richards Podcast. The guy had no idea what movie I was referencing. He didn't even know what Blazing Saddles was. And after that, I was like, all right, we can't be friends. Go get her, Ray. And we know where that's from, right? That's from uh, the Flintstones movie with Holly Berry and John Goodman. And welcome to the Eric J. Richards podcast. Uh, as mentioned in the intro, I will be speaking to many, many comics uh, in the next couple of weeks in regards to how they think comedy will uh, be handled uh, once bars clo- and clubs uh, reopen after COVID. Uh, one of the comics joining me now, my first guest, he's a comic who's performed all over the country. Uh, he has his own comedy show as well as a, his own radio show. Um, and that is the very funny Thomas Bottoms. Thomas, welcome. Thank you, Eric J. Richards. Thank you. It's, it's so good to be here. Uh, yeah, I've been doing stand-up comedy. I started in October of 2007. I believe you and I met in the Chicago comedy scene, uh, kind of producing shows, bumping into each other, performing at each other's shows. And um, I, uh, I've I, uh, been doing stand-up comedy since October 2007. I've been producing the a comedy show at 3160 that's now become Shakers, that's now moved, but unfortunately closed to COVID. So uh, when it was supposed to be the 10-year uh, anniversary of the comedy cabaret that became the Bottoms of the Barrel uh, comedy show uh, in March of 2020, and unfortunately, COVID shut everything down, and we have not had a chance to go back to that yet. But I also do a, a weekly radio show, uh, Bottoms of the Barrel, on Q4 Radio, AM1680Q4.org. We are a show with no budget, no future, no morals, aiming low for success. Uh, how low did the show happen? Yes, success. And um, we, we do uh, current events with a pop varnish. Uh, we were a little edgy and, and angered some people recently because we talked about a certain trial. Uh, this is being filmed on May 1st, 2020. We talked about a certain trial and chose for some reason to play Maroon 5's Harder and Harder to Breathe from uh, 2002. So there we are. That's what the show's about. Bottoms of the Barrel. Q4.org. All right. Well, and I've listened to the show before. Um, and it, it's very funny. Um, yeah, it, it, it's well, I say, it, it's We're entertaining. Crazy. It is what it is. Let, let's be honest. <laughs> funny might not be the correct word, um, but it is a I, word that you may want to associate yourself with. Yes, I, I, I did get an a, a organization kind of mad at me when we uh, talked about the Parkville High School shooting that occurred on Valentine's Day. I believe it was 2017, 2018. Um, things were crazy in the Trump era. And uh, we talked about it and we recognized it by playing Debbie Gibson's Electric Youth. Um, well, first of all, that's a great song. But I, I, mean, <laughs> I love Debbie Gibson. Like That is a great song. It's like, you know, our, our Glee Club pep rallies are now teenagers running out of school because they're being shot at. Let's talk about it. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, you know, as a comic, we always uh, uh, want to comment yeah, about yeah uh, about what's going on. And one of the things, obviously, is COVID. And as you mentioned earlier, um, it's changed the way you personally do uh, uh, comedy. Uh, you haven't put on any shows, but you've got your own radio show. Um, and um, I know a lot of other bookers, promoters have tried the whole uh, virtual um, virtual stand-up comedy show. Um sure. Correct. They, they do some Zoom shows. I did a Zoom show July 8th that I also live streamed on a gay app where they allow uh, PG-13 live streams. Um, like, it's it's not porn. You're not allowed to get new porn. People be like, boot you off. It's not pornography. And I, I, I live streamed that. And the Zoom experience is very different than performing in front of an audience there's a different feeling energy and you just have to kind of accept like no one's you're not going to hear the laughter um similar to like watching the tonight show with jay leno with the host like you didn't hear laughs so it's different which version the the, <laughs> the one he ate yeah, one jay is, leno when he got... took us back to the, the 90s and i just kind of said he wasn't funny um that was me. um jay leno i hope you're great um no, it's it's just it's a different experience. Now they are doing some shows opening up here in in Chicago, and unfortunately, I think what happened with some places because the COVID crisis was handled so poorly by the powers that be that you know after a year now, fourteen months of of shutdown, it's like you know I'm just going to go outside. We're we're not going to do this. So. It's uh, some shows are opening. There are some open mics here in Chicago where they have the alcohol wipes to, to do the um, microphone. Uh, depending, um, I think people have to perform in mask or the performer can take off the mask. Everyone else have to wear a mask. It's, it's however you, you work around. Uh, what's interesting is when I was traveling recently to the Midwest uh, Southern portion in some rural Missouri, towns uh many people didn't wear a mask there wasn't this covert covid awareness and certain places like if you wore the mask they judged you for that versus uh trying to take care or, or be good at, at something this would be my question is as a booker promoter um bars are opening up um what what did, as a as a booker uh is it's obviously our job to want to protect uh, our comedians who come in there because uh, uh, we want them to feel at home, comfortable, so they can go in and perform yeah. their art. And so, uh, <laughs> as a comedian, as a booker, how do you what what okay. in your mind do you have to do in order to make your the people who are coming on perform for you uh, to feel safe? Like, right. What do you feel well, like you have to do? Or, or, or is there for, certain for the things? As an example, for the radio show, uh, when we get to the radio show, everyone has a face mask. We have a uh, sanitation spray, the, the hand gel you have to put on. We have covers for the microphone, and you can choose how you want to sit and where you want to sit. The recording studio itself accommodates five people. There's, there's five microphones. Uh, myself and my partner, uh, Mikey Chip, he's the, the tech guy on the radio show. Him and I sit right next to each other. Uh, 
if if we're gonna share any germs, um, like we we share our bed. Like he's my partner. We're not. We've chosen not to worry about that. At that point, the other comedians will be asked, "Do you wish to keep the masks on?" Yes, no. At at that point, and that's all you can do in life. It's like, mm-hmm. do, do we wish or not? Um, you and I are friends. I think we've hugged once or twice. There's nothing about that. But there's also, if I'm in Phoenix, like, well, you can wave at me from across the street, or we'll decide on, on what feels safe and what feels comfortable, and you, you go with that. Um, and so there, there's there's covers on the microphone. The covers on the microphone are replaced. Uh, for a stand-up comedy show at this point, um, if I am doing an open mic, We'll just uh, do the alcohol swab, um, hand sanitizer, and, and just go go from there. See what works best for for people. Um, we can sit six week of weeks six feet apart. I I know the hygiene on most comedians, and it's like trust me, you want to be six feet away from them. They don't smell good. Um, they're, they're not the cleanliness. Like I I don't leave that. Uh, well, okay, COVID ruined me. I have left the house in sweatpants, but I don't go on stage in sweatpants. So here we are. Um, as for the actual booking, depending on what you are trying to do, if you're expecting an audience to come and enjoy the show, you need to book the best comedian. You need to book the ones that are going to prove to you that they're funny. Um, and open mics do that. Uh, small showcases do that. Uh, you kind of need to show up. You kind of need to show up and, and get to work, and you need to be funny. Um Sometimes I'm a little bit lax and generous with people, and um, where it's like, oh, can I really, I really want to perform? It's like they're not funny. It's going to be painful. So you get two minutes. Like, why does she get ten? Because she's funny. You're not. Um, so when it comes to booking, like you have to think about the quality of the of the show you want to do, what you mm-hmm. can allow, and what you can tolerate. And while being funny and talented is great. There is a little bit of the we need the, the workhorse mentality. You need to show up on time. You need to be ready. You need to have the material. And as a stand-up comedian, as someone who's traveled, um, and I've been blessed with that. I, I am very blessed. It, it, the, the booker doesn't care if you're funny. The booker cares that people show up and that they drink and that someone eats. Um, oh. Like if someone's giving you a headache, they're not going to come back. They're not going to book you again. And I've, I've mm-hmm. dealt with that a little bit where, oh, no, I, I, I need to go on first. It's very important I go on first. Well, the show starts at 8. It's like we're recording live. We go on at 8. If you're going on first, you know, the call time 7.30. And you then have people walk in at 8.30. It's like, well, you weren't here. We, we got to mm-hmm. continue the show. Like, Mm. And I've unfortunately had to say to some comedians, like, I'm glad you called three times for a spot. You missed all three. But it's like you're going last. And I can't believe you're going to do that. And at the age of social media, like the backlash gets really, really crazy. And I want to be polite about some stuff. But Mm. uh, I've dealt with some of the, the Internet backlash where I was accused of running a room that did something that I wasn't there at all. And it took a lot of tact on my part not to just come back and be vicious. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, we'll talk about that off air if we really want to. But um, 
it's a new world. We're going to see what what happens because um, we're we're now doing an us against them mentality with vaccinations. Um, Biden's not scaring us as much as Trump per se did, but you know we're we're still here, and we're we're going to have to figure that out. Well, that was going to be my next question to you: is with vaccinations uh, coming out and being readily available to the public now. Um, as a comic and or booker, um, as a booker, as a booker, would you make it mandatory for no, your comic? No, you're booking not, not as a live open mic, but as a booker uh, for your life, you know, for the ones that you do book. Uh, would you make I, it mandatory or not? I, 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 I will say no. I'm going to stop this line of questioning right now. I am blatantly going to say no. If I choose to see you without a mask, I choose to see you without a mask. If I have chosen to touch you in any way, as in shake your hand or hand you something, I've made that choice. I, I don't think I want to propagate this us against them mentality. Have I been vaccinated? You haven't. I can perform. You can't. Um, I think that will be a concern. I think that is an issue that will come up in a lot of situations. Uh, when it comes to COVID, I have not been tested for COVID, but I believe I had it. I got really sick in February of 2020, where I had done my comedy show third week, third Tuesday of the month in January. I was doing filming projects. I was doing comedy shows. I was doing my radio show. Uh, I was really busy. And, and in fact, when COVID hit, I had kind of burned myself out. And, and that's why it, I think it took me the eight months of just doing nothing to realize like, oh, I want to do something now. I, I'm tired of being bored because um, I had burned myself out. Uh, I got sick. I got February, sick uh, February 9th. So I think it's Sunday, February 9th through uh, President's Day, uh, Monday, February uh, 21st. I was sick for, now it's February 17th. I was sick for eight, nine days um, where something hit me. I had to lay down. I did make it to work on Monday because I had to do my day job. I did the bare minimum. And when I left, I told my boss, I will not be in on Tuesday. I'm, I'm just going to stay home. Wednesday, I had to get something done or else uh, things were going to go bad. I got that done. Uh, at that point, half the office was out sick. Uh, I talked to one coworker. She's one of those always healthy, never miss work. She just gets on the bus, lays there like she's dying, gets to the desk, lays there like she dying, and, and go home. Like th that's who she was. She called in sick. She got sick. Um, I had the opportunity to uh, work from home some days back then. Uh, now it's every day. And um, Thursday, I got up and was like, no, I am too sick. I just can't even lay here and act like I give an ish uh, and hit occasional on space bar to see if I have email. Like, no, I am out. Friday, I am out. Saturday, I was supposed to do the radio show and all our guests were sick. And I spent that Saturday uh, laying in bed reading Skimidor comics. Uh, kind of erotic late 80s early 90s comic book i'm a huge uh fan of comic books and uh let's just say skimidor uh deals with uh, uh deep dark issues and in volume three she uh, confronts homosexuality by fighting a gang uh led by rough trade and he leads the twilight men and i okay. thought this was good um 
And so uh, finally on Monday, I finally started feeling better. So uh, this COVID thing is, I think it's a very crazy bad flu. I don't know how much misinformation I've been fed, uh, but I think I had it. I was sick and you you can adjust your life accordingly and I'll adjust mine. Um, and, and that's how I'm going to view it. I think other people will have stronger opinions but I, I just can't do this us against them mentality. And I understand why some people want the vaccine. And I also understand why some people are choosing not to get it. And since we're supposed to be responsible for our own bodies, we, we have to accept that. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, no, I, was just, <laughs> I wasn't trying to open a Pandora's box, but it was just. Oh, I know, didn't I wanted, to go there, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I wanted you to go there. That's exactly my point. I wanted to see. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why this is the whole reason why I, why I wanted to bring you on here is speaking from a booker promoter uh, point of view, uh, you know, just to get your in th- you know, your thoughts, your insights. From a booker uh, promoter, so I, I want to be comics to, to do some some film uh, projects. Uh, COVID will be brought up, vaccinations will be brought up, and, and the level of what are you comfortable with will yeah. will be brought up. Um, and so there, there are workarounds and there's things you can do. And I think we have to respect everyone's opinions and their, in their space. Um, yeah. so, um, I, and some of my, uh, trashy skits size cologne on, uh, YouTube. It's, it's one of those, like, you know, the script had three guys wearing a towel. If you're not going to do that, you're not going to get that part. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's booking. And here we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'm going to let you go, Thomas. You got a show to prepare for yourself. What's the show again, Thomas? The show is called Bottoms with an S. We're plural. Bottoms of the Barrel on Q4 Radio, AM 1680, Q4.org. That is Q-U-E, the number four, dot org, O-R-G. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. I've got some uh, comedy shows on YouTube. You can find that under Bottoms of the Barrel. Uh, that's again uh, MS uh, and um, current events with the Pop Varnish. Hope you check it out. And and when do when your shows are on Sunday Saturdays? Saturdays every Saturdays, uh, five to seven p.m. Central Time. Okay, and. Um, your your guests for next week because we're obviously recording uh, in a week in advance. But do you know who you're going to have uh, coming up? Um, May eighth is uh, our next show. That's actually going to be our Mother's Day show. We're going to do some kind of special celebration for our mothers. I'm, I'm unsure what decided undecided what that's going to be. It could be a lot of songs saying we love our mama. Uh, Similar to Spice Girls, Mama, I Love You. Or we might actually interview uh, five uh, women who have master's degree mothers uh, who came up in the 70s and uh, uh, sexism and what feminism looked like in the 70s. I, I got to bless, I was blessed to interview uh, five women over the over the age of 70 with master's degree. Then uh, May 15th will unfortunately be a rerun. I am... Uh, going out of town, I'm going to uh, New Orleans, home of thieves, vagabonds, and whores, Napoleons. And then uh, May 22nd, we will be back in the studio here on Q4 Radio AM 1680Q4.org. So just check us out, see if it's something you like and enjoy. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, so check out Thomas's Bottom of the Barrel show uh, if you have a chance. It's a great, great listen if you just want to sit back and just laugh your ass off. Uh, I've listened to it. Um, so, and I and also please support the arts. Um, Thomas, once again, I'll let you get back to getting ready for your show. Thank you for coming on, being my first guest on my first podcast. And uh, Thank you we'll so have much, to get you back on. So good to pop your cherry. So, but uh, we'll have to get back to you sometime because uh, I want to talk to you also about uh, comics because you just mentioned earlier your love for, for comics. So, um, yes. we'll have to talk about that sometime. I love that idea. All right, cool. Well, thank you once again, and we'll be back with our next guest in just a moment. Thomas, thank you. Bye. All right, my next guest is a very funny comic. I've known him for a very long time. He has performed all over the country. Um, he... He's he's an absolute awesome guy. Every time I need a favor, I pick up the phone and I say, I need your help. And he's like, sure, why not? So uh, without further ado, let me welcome my good friend, Ragu Atibatla. I didn't butcher your name this time, right? No, no, you're fine, man. Thanks for having me on. But thank you for being on the first show, man. I'm, I'm excited. Okay, first, we had Thomas Bob, <laughs> now we have you. And we're going to have a whole slew of uh, comics uh, as the show progresses. Sounds good, man. I like it. I'm excited. <laughs> so it's been a while since we've uh, talked in touch base and everything. Uh, let's see. Last time we've talked yeah. was what? 2014 with Killer Comedy. And now, so. yeah. what have you been doing since? I mean, other than, you know, staying inside like the rest <laughs> of the world. <laughs> uh, just been doing shows. I mean, back then, um, it was a lot less. Uh, I was still early in my comedy, um, like four years in. but. Uh, you know, it um, it definitely wasn't the usual start that other comics have had, um, you know, having a having a family and, uh, you know, I had to take a different route. Um, so since 2014, I think by 2014, 2015, things started picking up a lot. So I've been doing more shows and, um, you know, trying to hone in on, you know, a tight five and um, really uh, understanding joke writing. And so it's gotten, it's gotten a lot better um, and the show started to pick up. And so now um, it's been, it's been pretty good. You know, um, I've uh, been doing, doing shows and uh, yeah, it's uh it was, it's good, man. Since, since then um, I miss your uh, comedy, dude. Like uh, it was great. You know, your last showcase I did a lot of fun. And uh, then you had to move away, Eric. <laughs> Yo. Look, I had to stop hustling people, right? Like when I was doing, <laughs> when I was doing the shows, I was hustling people. I, yeah. You know, doing putting yes. on a booking and promoting show is a hustle. And right. so I finally got a real job with real benefits. Yeah. So I had to say, right. all right, so my hustle's done. Cool, Thank dude. you guys. Cool. But, uh, no, it was fun. And then since yeah. then, you've been you've been touring. You've, you've performed in New York. You've performed yeah. all across the country um, yeah. until something called. Um, COVID-19 happened, and then I think that oh, yeah. paused it. But I'm sure you've come up with more stuff since then. Yeah, I mean, uh, COVID uh, kind of put a halt on a lot of people, especially people, you know, comics starting out, um, and then those who were aspiring to do stand-up comedy, and all of a sudden, you know, everything gets shut down. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. 
I mean, I think everybody, it was an uncertain time, but, um, you know, when, uh, when you know, like last, uh, last March, um, you know, tours ended, shows ended, clubs, everything shut down and what's going to happen, you know, but I'm glad things picked up in the virtual world, um, you know, the, with the Zoom shows and which really had some mixed feelings. Some people were on board right away. Like me, I definitely wanted to try it out. Um, great, great thing to just keep going, you know, keep going your outlet in comedy. Just you're able to still tell jokes. It might not be the same. Real audiences are, of course, the best, you know, when they're right in front of you, but at least it's something and people were trying and, you know, they were still taking their live shows to the virtual world and, you know, and uh, I think everybody, I think the one hope going through is that one day this will come back to live comedy, which it is right now. You know, I think that thought kept them going, but I just have to say it's great to, you know, have that outlet though. Okay. And now, yeah. Along with Zoom, you also had a Instagram uh, show, right? Is that right? Yes. You were doing it for yes. a little bit. You had various yeah. guests on, and and yeah. you interviewed them, sort of like what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It um, it's called Talking Funny. I do it every Thursday. Well, at least I try to. Thursday is a pretty popular day for stand-up comedy start, like shows, you know. And uh, so sometimes I would want a comic and. I would shift it around because it was my show. I started it on Instagram and now it's come to Facebook Live and YouTube. Um, once I started to research more ways of getting it out there. And I did one year, April 16th was for my first year of uh, talking funny. Um, but, you know, the thing is, I noticed that, you know, at the very, very early on, like in, uh, in March, April, actually around April, I noticed a lot of comics were just going on live with other comics, you know, they were just going on live talking to comics and, you know, you would see Russell Peters on there live and other people just talking. And I thought, you know, this is kind of pretty cool. Um, so I started like that, but I thought, why not just start it as a show instead of just hopping on and just talking to people? Why not make it a show? So I approached my first guest, Harry Rao, really funny guy. I don't know if you ever had a chance to uh, run into him on Facebook or anything, but um, he was my first guest and um, it started on Instagram and then it just kind of, you know, st I stuck with it every week, which I was really surprised with myself, you know, cause I don't have a lot of patience sometimes and I don't have a lot of, uh, you know, but I thought this would be a good thing to commit to, you know, mm -hmm. so it was a lot of fun. Well, yeah. that's the thing about this pandemic is it, it, it gives you the ability to challenge yourself to commit to stuff. Right. Like if you had problems with commitment, uh, you can challenge yourself. Like for me, uh, yeah. actually I, I, I was, I was overweight. And then two years ago, yeah. I was like 200 pounds. And then, yeah. so I'm like, you know what? I got to challenge myself to lose weight and I've lost weight. Right. Um, so I mean, nice. congratulations, this, man. <laughs> thank you. And so this gives you the opportunity <laughs> to challenge yourself. And, yeah. um, so, I mean, yeah. it's, if you're very creative like you are and I pretend to be, um, you know. It's, oh, come on. <laughs> come on. I had to give yeah. up my hustle, so I can't be that creative. <laughs> but yeah. nonetheless, uh, but you, I mean, it, it's it, yeah. this pandemic is, has taught people a lot of things, um, some ugly yeah. and some good. Right. Right. No, definitely. Um, I think uh, it definitely tests your uh, – your ability to test your 
material. It tests you in a lot of ways. And, you know, I was, of course, you know, very committing. Of course, when I am booked on a show, I show up, you know, that's not, you know, that's not commitment. Of course, I'm talking about it's more of like challenging yourself, like you were saying, like these projects, like, um, you know, to continue and to pursue, you know, more and more and through these tough times when, you know, um, things aren't normal, you know, just to keep going. And because um, there were times, I'm sure, where people were like, oh, my God, I don't, you know, I don't know when we're going to return to live comedy and I can't do the Zoom thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I think um, just keeping that hope alive that one day everything will be back to normal, which it is. So, you know, okay. I think we've done a good job sticking through it. So yeah. you you say, based on your experience, you're saying right now what your experience is back to normal. I mean, from what I from what I see, it's slowly getting back to normal. Like bars are slowly opening up and clubs are slowly yeah. opening up to to you know uh, safe yeah. capacity, I guess, as you would right. define it. Not yeah, exactly. Not not completely normal, but at least all clubs are open and they're at half capacity, which I hope someday we get that full you know, packed crowd, but, you know, again, this, at least they're all opening and we're able to see people live and, you know, Mm -hmm. people who love to do the crowd work can do it. And so, you know, we can be grateful that we're able to just get out there and, you know, actually people touring now and again. And so it's, uh, it's good that uh, people are still, you know, we're able to do what we love to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, have you have you been out performing now since clubs have been opening? Yeah, so I had a few uh, live shows here and there, uh, and mixed with a few Zoom shows. Um, and right now, I'm <laughs> I don't have anything to promote right now. <laughs> well, okay. I got nothing I had right now, but uh, hopefully soon, um, even my own show. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm trying I mean, to get uh, get it started again, so. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's going to lead to my next question is since you've been yeah. out performing, are you a bit hesitant in regards to the you know, people who may or may not be vaccinated or wearing masks? I mean, yeah. I, I, I was talking to Thomas earlier and he said and his opinion was he's going to wear the mask. He's going to go to the bars wearing the mask and only take yeah. it off when he performs yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, my question to you is, do you feel when you go to a, a uh, an area, uh, uh, either a club or a bar or wherever, uh, to perform, do you feel confident and safe? Because as a promoter, for me, uh, my yeah. main goal was to always make sure the people who were performing were always protected no matter what. Um, right. And, and the safety of performers is priority number one. So do, right, you, exactly. feel, do you feel comfortable and safe when, when you go out? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, the thing is, and I always ask, um, before I even, uh, approach any shows, you know, like, uh, what, uh, what, what are you guys doing as far as safety measures? And I, I don't really, the thing is, I don't even have to ask a lot of time because producers, you know, we, they all, every show that I've done, they've been so safe. They have, they let you know up front right away. Hey, you guys will be performing behind this like glass and, you know, there'll be uh social distance, you know, the tables will be, you know, like this and um, we're at half capacity, hand sanitizers, you know, everybody's taking precautions. 
So I've done the live shows and each one, they've been so good wiping down the mic, the stand. Um, if, if, uh, certain information isn't there, I'll ask, you know, Hey, are you guys, you know, are you guys wiping down the mic between each, uh, each, uh, set and, you know, and, um, yeah, you got to make sure, you know, it's safe and producers are too, they're doing their part. So as long as you're safe, as long as you're, you know, you, you have your mask, you're, you know, you're doing your part. I mean, you're kind of, uh, minimizing that risk. So, um, yeah, I've been pretty comfortable. I've done some private parties, you know, I've done, uh, you know, some birthday shows and, um, and, uh, they've all been, you know, really good. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, if, would you, if you were, uh, performing and found out that one of the other performers there, um, weren't, or wasn't it, it vaccinated? And now the question is, uh, are you or aren't that that's a personal question. I'm not going to ask that, but what I'm yes. going to ask is, do you feel comfortable sharing the stage with somebody who is not vaccinated? Yeah. I mean, I have, um, because I did, uh, my first live show I did was even before, um, the whole, you know, vaccination was just for, uh, frontline workers and, you know, nobody really was vaccinated. Um, but again, um, I did a show last, like I did a show last October. Uh, I did a show, um, you know, um, around the same time again, another club. And, um, and this was, this was when not everybody was really vaccinations wasn't yet in that phase yet where everybody could have it. So, but again, that comes back to how safe are they being, you know, because we still had the live shows even when the vac- vaccinations wasn't happening for everybody. So that could just comes down to how safe is the club being and how safe uh, are you being? Are you, you know, are you willing to go and, you know, wear the mask and, you know, because, you know, that's also a, <laughs> a statement now for people, like whether yeah. they want to do it or not. So, um, but yeah, if, if I, if I hear that, nope, they're not doing anything like that. They're not enforcing the mask. They're not wiping down mics. No, I'm not gonna, I don't care how much they would pay me. I'm not going to do that, okay. but I'm glad that people are taking the safety measures though. Yeah. Now, Which is, is now, in my decision. Now is now, is that because people, the bookers and promoters, as I said earlier, want to make sure, and as one myself, I was always understanding that they're all performing, but at the end of the night, they have to go home to their families and everything, and yeah. they have to protect. So their fam- performing, right. protecting my family, the comics, is my main priority, but right. perform- protecting their families is their priority. So um, right. of course. When, of course. when you um, come home from a show and everything, um, yeah. you, you're obviously very mindful because you, you yourself have two two kids and a, right. and a lovely wife right. of course um and of course. you know you they're they're your heart and your soul and yeah uh, <laughs> so maybe those who don't understand the protective measures why they are important um just yeah. may or may not understand um you know com- the fact the, the human element of comedy whereas you know we're comedians yes but we're also humans we breathe right you know, of course and, and everything so i mean that's yeah. I don't. I no. I don't know who you know who do does or doesn't uh, practice. You know, safe measures or you know, yeah, is a rebel. But I mean, I, I think 
being safe for not just for you, but for your family. And I, and I think that's where this whole, um, splitting off thing just like took off. Oh, my freedom. And and it's like, your your freedom might mean something to you, but to the virus, you could give two flying Frisbees. Right. Exactly. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'm thinking about everybody when I, you know, when I go to a show, even to just go see a show, because I've, you know, I like to support comics every now and then. I've got to go to a show. And, um, but yeah, what's key is uh, making sure everybody's being safe and everybody's, uh, you know, and uh, and they are, and they are. I mean, you know, people, these producers of all these shows, they're doing a fabulous job. They're protecting the performers. They're protecting themselves. Um, they The information is so great on everybody's, you know, promotions and flyers. And because, you know, it's, it's comedy is, you know, I think comedy is essential. <laughs> people need to laugh, you know, and uh, that's why I think, you know, and people love, you know, comics love doing what they're doing and they love to get out there and share their talent and uh, do their thing and get paid. And um, so, you know, with all this in mind, you know, safety is a big thing. If we're going to do this, we have to be safe. If we're going to produce these shows and we're going to bring comedy back, we have to be safe. So everybody's doing their part, which is awesome. Everybody's, you know, we're in that community where people are doing their part, you know? So there's, it's really not a problem. You want to go do a show, do it because they're all taking all the necessary precautions, you know? So if you're a comic out there that, you know, uh, does not, you know, the live comedy thing isn't your thing yet, you know, it's get, it's opening up you know, it's, it's getting safer. So, you know, get out there, do it, you know? Yeah. All right. So what that leads to me, that leads to my next question. If I can talk, yeah. English is my first language. And yet for some reason, <laughs> I stumble over it. Although sarcasm is my second, I'm very fluent in sarcasm. So uh, <laughs> nonetheless, um, my second, you know, my question to you is um, now that things are opening up, where do you see comedy uh, in Chicago, not just in Chicago, but comedy as a whole yeah. since since the uh, event of Zoom meetings and, and all, yeah. all virtual stuff. Do you think that because of that, that's going to help comics or you think it's going to hurt the comedy shows as a booker and, and everything? Yeah, I uh, no, I think it's going to be doing great. You know, people are getting vaccinated. People are, you know, we're... Um, everybody's hopeful. Everybody wants to get out. The audience wants to see comedy, you know? Um, and I think at some point the capacity will get bigger. We're going to get back to those full, you know, audiences. It will happen. Might not be, you know, you know, maybe this year, hopefully. Um, but, but I mean, things are open and, uh, I think, um, more and more comics will come back and, uh, they already are. I mean, you know, it will be, you know, um, but then that also comes back to everybody's personal, you know, preference. I mean, it might take some time for some people. It might not. But I, what I do know is that people want to get out. <laughs> they they want to come out, you know, because there are shows now um, and it's amazing what comics are doing. They're doing a lot of independent shows. More independent shows are opening up to help clubs. I know there's a lot of Wednesday shows coming up now for different clubs like Zanies and Laugh Factory and 
you know, there's uh, there's shows opening up. And uh, so comics that now have different avenues and different opportunities for a lot of a lot of days in the week. And now that now more audience members have more choices, you know, because of the limited capacity and because, you know, we want to help the clubs out. You know, they they're used to seeing packed shows, but if it's going to be half packed, that's half the you know, sales they could have gotten. So it's kind of a two, you know, it, it's kind of a opposite of a double-edged sword, if you will. It's like an opportunity on both ends. Like they get to open up, you know, the independent shows are opening up so that it's more people that are able to come in during the week to see comedy. But on the other hand, that's more opportunity for comics to come out too. So it helps everybody. And uh, it's, I think it's a great thing, um, you know, yeah, it's uh, I see some, uh, you know, I see this coming back, you know, and uh, it's, it's, it's great. The, you know, uh, forward uh, we've gotten now. So, OK. And so, I mean, would you you still are open to doing Zoom uh, shows, although there's not a live show. And, and obviously that's yeah. that's difficult. I mean, I've Thomas Bottoms, uh, he said he was yeah. doing something. He said he couldn't do it. Um, OK. And, <laughs> But I mean, I guess the only the only thing I can suggest is with the live shows, just go with the studio audience inside your head, laughing at at your jokes. Yeah, exactly. You you have to, and that's what I mean by test your material. You have to be, you know, it really tests your confidence in your material because a lot of the mics are off, a lot of the cameras are off. You know, sometimes there are shows where it's just the comics whose cams and mics are on and. Um, it's like doing an open mic at that point. <laughs> you just yeah. so, but you're doing a show. You're doing a real showcase. You're doing a showcase. You're performing like with people who've been on TV, and um, but that's like you got to make the best of it. It's a show. It's a, at the end of the day, you're doing a showcase. You've been booked. You treat it like a showcase. You, you, um, you know, and that's what they're doing. You know, we can't do it live. Well, we're gonna bring that experience to Zoom. You know, everything is and. Uh, and I mean, people have their cams and mics off fine, but you just hope, you know, they're laughing. I know they're laughing. They're cracking up back there. They're, I know they are, <laughs> you know, and uh, you just got to keep going. And the one great thing about Zoom shows is now producers in other states are seeing me. You know, I'm on shows where I met comics from San Diego. I met comics from like um, New York, more comics from New York and um, Denver, Denver met a lot of comics out of there was doing, you know, doing shows from Denver. And so now, like, if I'm ever in San Diego, I got some people who are like, Hey, I'll put you up. I'll put you on my show. I know you. That's one so, great opportunity that zoom is given. So you would, you would, you would argue that despite the fact that there's no live feedback, you're, you're at the same time, you're sort of creating a, your own demo reel in live time to showcase to other yeah. bookers across the country, maybe even right. the world. Well, I mean, live feedback, meaning not from the, I mean, obviously not from any audience member that's, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm talking about like the other comics and the bookers. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And there's, and there is feedback because, you know, you have the chat thing on the side and, you know, they'll say like, Hey man, you were funny. Or I've had people message me after a show. Say, hey, if you're ever in San Diego, you know, let me know. If you're ever in, uh, I met a comic from Texas. It's like, hey, if you're ever in Austin, let me know. Um, so I could go to Austin. I could get a show. I could go to San Diego. I can get a show. I can meet these comics in person, you know, and build a mm -hmm. network that way. And 
and vice versa. You know, now they know, you know, they know me in Chicago or, you know, other comics mm-hmm. in Chicago, you know, so uh, it's, a, it's a great way. It's kind of opened up that networking, which is, which is really, really good. So. Okay. Well, that's, that's, I never uh, really thought about it uh, networking from a networking point of view, but I mean, that. Oh yeah. Is, yeah. Is, I can see, I can see where you're coming from. And I mean, that's a, yeah. for me, that's a whole new uh, way to think about it. Yeah. I may have to do it now, but we'll see. It's a positive. I mean, it, it's, it's a bright spot in all this. I mean, uh, when else am I ever going to be at flappers in LA? I mean, I, I barely ever go to LA, you know, and, you know, to get a chance to do comedy in San Diego, you have to be able to be going there, you know, like, you know, and uh, next time I'm San Diego, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let them know, but it's like blindly kind of just, you know, now it's more like, oh, and now I know people in San Diego that, that mm-hmm. said that I could be on their show. So, you know, you know, somebody in Phoenix who, you know, if I ever decide to do a show, I'd yeah. offer you, but, you know. There you go. See, if you're, that's why I asked, when are you going to be in Chicago next? We'll do a show. Well, uh, you know, so definitely, man, that's, that's, that's the way I, it I is. Love to, I would love to do uh, more shows in Chicago again, but unfortunately, yeah, man. Uh, you know, circumstances, uh, you got, they are. Yeah. You got to come back to stand up, Eric. I mean, you got to, you got to come back up there. You were, uh, you had some, I love your uh, football, your football bit. You have a lot of, you know, you have good, I remember your jokes. You get, you got to come out. <laughs> so here in Phoenix, um, I have a, you know, I tell people that I'm, a, I do comedy as a hobby now and not as a profession. Uh, okay. That's how I treat it as now is more or less a hobby. And so I have people come up to me and the, you mentioned that football joke when I was doing the, uh, killer comedy one night stand to help raise money yeah. to tap of this heart. Um, I tried that, but I did it with an Indian accent. And didn't oh go, wow! Didn't go. Didn't go well. Um, didn't go. I have, well. I have a friend who, you know, who's Indian. After the after I did, he's like, "All right, we're taking away your Indian card." <laughs> oh no! He's like, "You don't like spicy food. You eat cheese. You have a, you can't partake. So we're taking away your Indian card." And on behalf of all the Indians across yeah. the world, your Indian card has been revoked. Oh no! I mean, now there's you can be Indian and you don't have to eat spicy food. There are a lot of vegan Indians out there. There's <laughs> things are changing, Eric. Even the stereotypes, you know, it's not the yeah. same anymore. Like, well, I'll have to tell my Indian friend. Yeah, tell them you, you get to keep your Indian card. What about talk to the Indian guy that's like on a vegan keto diet? Like he's not having yeah. spicy masala. He's he's having quinoa and like all this other stuff. So <laughs> don't yeah, you know things are changing. That's what you should tell your friend. Well, see, that's the thing. Like he doesn't like change. Oh well, you he's see that people. that's a problem. That's a he, problem. What, I don't think he took COVID people. very well then if he doesn't like change. This is yeah. probably the biggest change ever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I can't, I can't work from home. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I have to have a what routine. What do you need? No toilet paper. There's no other option for me. No. <laughs> Sports Illustrated. Oh, my God. What's that? Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, Thank you, Ragu, for appearing on here, helping yeah. me out on this show. I know this is was like the world's longest goodbye segment because, like, we no, haven't seen no each other. Worries. For we have not seen each other yeah. for a long time. We haven't caught up. This is the first time actually right. talking to one another. 
you know, without saying, you know, yeah. the, the occasional, hey, how are you? <laughs> so, um, right, right, you know, right. it's been a while. So, uh, but I want to thank you again for coming on here, helping me out. Yeah. And hopefully, um, this will, think, will be a success. And I can yeah. give more opportunity to you and other comics, just like I did with Killer Comedy. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, thank you for, for having me. Good luck with your podcast. Uh, this has been fun, man. It has been great catching up and, you know, talking about uh, we're, in a, we're in a different time now, all of us, you know, and uh, it's great to hear well, how everyone's doing and seeing everybody. And I'm glad you're healthy. You're, you know, you're, you're doing well. Um, hope everybody's uh, good, your parents and everybody's good. And uh, so, cool. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Well, thank you, man. Um, stay on and we'll talk a little bit more. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Thomas Bottoms. Thank you to Ragu Akibala for coming on to the show for the pilot. Also, come back next week and we will have a brand new set of comics to help me try to figure everything out in the world. Um, until then, I'm encouraging you to stay sane in this crazy world. I'm Eric J. Richards. Thank you for listening. Thank you.